straight from Boston. It's Founder Thought, the show that has everything from advice, ideas, and inspiration from founders and business owners that made it all happen. On today's episode, we speak with Will Harris, founder of Boston Brew Company, who roasts and brew a signature blend of cold brew coffee. Will shares how he built a client base using LinkedIn and how to provide next level service. Welcome to Founder Thought. So today we're here with Will from Boston Brew Company. So Will, tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, born and raised in Boston. I used to be in sales and then I decided to uh, make the jump and start my own company. I always loved coffee Mm -hmm. and it's just I've let the universe take me where it goes. And here I am five years later. So you, I'm sorry. You are the CEO of the uh, Cold Brew Coffee, yes? Yep. Yeah. So you have Boston Brew Company. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you are the CEO now. Before we jump there, have you before you start the business? Have you thought ever is he serving a business owner? Well, I've always like sort of done like little like side hustles. Yeah. And then being in sales. I would always make everyone else money. What sales you were doing? Before? So at first, when I first got out of college, I was doing uh, sales for Log Me In. I was doing software sales, software. Mm. just banging the phones, yeah. selling something I thought was not like whatever I use. It's just you know, no passion. Yeah. And then uh, I decided to quit Log Me In on a whim, and I thought I was going to be a day trader, and I lost all my money in like. A week, because American <laughs> nice. Airlines was just yeah. not good. And then I'm like, all right, now I need to be like mature and like think about like what I actually want to do. So, and I, it was weird because I got a job at Martin Yeti's, and it was a huge wine and liquor distributor. So, and it was sort of like a good reality check because they don't just start you off in sales; they make you go from the ground up. They made me a merchandiser where mm-hmm. I would have to drive around, set up displays, mm. unload you know, all the wine from and like mm-hmm. the spirits from like the trailers and then basically do all the grunt work where the real sales reps didn't want to do. Like they used to send me to 40 miles uh, sell shore every day just to bring up like Carlo Rossi, which is those big jug wines, mm-hmm. yeah. just like the grossest wine <laughs> to like, and just repack the shelves. And then after I proved myself for a year, I decided they made me a sales rep. And then I really started working hard, and that was a grind. I so was, when you said it was reality check, why? Because, you know, when you're selling software, you're making good money. You sort of have this, like, ego that, like, I got to always make six figures, this and yeah. that. You know, um, you know, I know what I'm doing. You know, I can sell anything. But it's like, nope, we don't care who you are. You're starting at the ground floor just like everyone else in the company. I'm going to jump, actually, because actually I was listening for a book over the weekend. You know, they tell you anybody jumping business or uh, doing any business, any kind of, even if you're working, if you're thinking about only the money, you're never going to get anywhere. It's absolutely, if you're not passionate about it, if you're not living about it, you're not going to be happy with it. I'm not, and success for everybody is different. Yep. Because I'm sure you were successful, like, but probably we were not happy. So it's not, it's not about the money. So now, when you quit the login, you start with the wine company. You said, okay, you know what? You start salesperson. You did a good job. Obviously, you did a very good job there. Yeah, I mean, like, I did sales there for three years, and I was selling, like, millions and millions of dollars of, like, wine and spirits throughout all of Massachusetts. Sure. My territory was, like, I was driving, like, a thousand miles a week. It was oh, wow. crazy. So, and then that was just a grind, and I just, like, you know, I like wine and stuff, but, like, 
that's something I was never really pas- super sure. passionate about. Mm-hmm. I was more passionate about the relationships I made with all my accounts and being able to help out retailers, mm-hmm. do better things for their business, get in touch, and then... I basically really wanted to get out of a big company because we had, you know, when the wineries come into town, you have to do what they say. Mm -hmm. And I'm not any, you know, I don't really do what people say. I like to do things my way, Mm -hmm. which is why I became a CEO, (laughs) you know, because it's like we had a disagreement and I sort of said some expletives to my boss. (laughs) And then then the week later I was fired. (laughs) It took that long? Yeah, exactly. It took that long because they probably had to get HR involved. And like, as soon as you call in a meeting, you see HR sitting at the desk going, Mm -hmm. yep, (laughs) I'm gone. It's happening. (laughs) It's happening. And then I, like a week later, I found Bevy, which Mm -hmm. is the internet connected seltzer machine for offices. They hired me as their first sales rep. And then I was able to sort of take everything I learned from the wine industry about, you know, doing it myself and, you know, knowing that I had the confidence to sell something expensive. Mm. I grew their business tremendously in over a year. But at the end of the year, I'm like, you know, I didn't really make that much money. And I'm like, my commission wasn't the greatest. And I'm like, I really put my heart and soul into this. And like, I don't really have anything to show for it. I'm still broke. And then I'm like, I always wanted to, you know, I would always make coffee in the office. Mm-hmm. So we had a partnership with uh, another coffee service, one of my competitors now, and they gave us free cold brew, and it was, like, straight just dirt. It was just so bad. Mm-hmm. And I was and like, this one you're working with Buffy? Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah, okay. So they were giving us free cold brew, and then I would always make it, and they would, like, the uh, founders would get mad because I'd always be making, like, coffee and not doing sales. Mm-hmm. And then everyone would keep drinking my coffee, like, mm-hmm. in the refrigerator mm-hmm. and not the cold brew that was free. And I'm like, A, I was getting mad because they were drinking my <laughs> cold brew. But then I'm like, all right. Something so after, here, right? Yeah, something here. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to, like, go my separate way. I'm going to mm-hmm. try my own thing. I did a little bit of consulting for, like, to get some money raised. I consulted a couple startups in Brooklyn. So I went to New York for like six months, really found out that I hate New York. (laughs) And like, yeah, it's just like, I would get like $850 in parking tickets like a month. (laughs) And I'm like, all right, between rent, food, and tolls, I got no money left. (laughs) It's probably cheaper than parking every day because you pay like a hundred bucks. Oh my God. It's like, and then everyone's so mean. Like I I like nice people. Like I'm I'm trying, like my whole philosophy in life is like, I like to be nice to people so then they can try to be nice to other people. Yeah. Yeah. Like I'll let people go. I'll let people go when they're turning. Are you wave? I hate that when somebody pulls in front of you and they don't give you the wave. (laughs) Oh, I get get a Offended. I'm like, all right, now I'm gonna cut You're you like, off. Thank you. Yeah, I'm gonna cut you off now. So then you learn to to tell me thank you. And so I did that for like a few months. And then finally I'm like, you know, I had this like epiphany. And I was sitting in the Brooklyn Navy Yard and I'm like, all right, everyone used to love my coffee. And I'm like, why don't I just do it? I saved up like 20 grand. I had 20 grand in my bank account, and I'm like, I called my parents up. And I was like, hey, I'm subletting my apartment in, in Somerville. I'm like, that's all taken care of for the year. I'm like, I'm not asking for money. I just need a place to stay where I start my business. Like, I know you don't want to hear this, but can I move home? <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, oh, of course. You know, they were psyched for the first, yeah. like, six months. And they're yeah. like, get out of here. <laughs> so I basically 
started off by doing is my brother was a tremendous help to me when I first started mm -hmm. and I would do, we would do like lacrosse tournaments. Mm -hmm. So I had kegs I made and I'm like, how do I make like, you know, I used to make like a gallon or something, a cold yeah. room. Like, how do I make like 40 gallons of this stuff? Yeah. And I was like, all right, let me look up different brewing techniques. And I basically like called a bunch of like beer brewers and I was like, Hey, how do you guys like brew your beer? Like, what do you use? How do you do it small scale? And they're like, Oh, go get like the brew buckets. Mm -hmm. So I went to this brew supply store. I got like 10 buckets <laughs> and it literally looked like it was breaking bad. I'm sitting there like <laughs> make like weighing coffee, mixing it, put it in here, like wearing gloves. And I'm like, all right. So we made like eight kegs. And then we went to this. Your brother was with you in this time, helping you. He was no. He was just helping me out, like with thought ideas, thoughts, ideas. And then when I had the events, he would be a big yeah. help, helping. So because he didn't want to get into like the making of. Yeah, it. but before we jump this, because it is very interesting. But what I will highlight for people, if everybody here for will story, the journey will take you from. You need to go through the journey will it take, because not everybody is gonna find the success in the fingerprint. The journey, like well, your journey, it's amazing. You went from company uh, log meat, uh, uh, wine sales. Yep. You're not, uh, you were not happy with it. Then uh, what's another company? Buffy. Then he figured out. Okay, you know what? I learn a lot of stuff in those. Let me try to do it in my way. Because a lot of people, they come for us, they want to start their own business with no experience. You, you need to learn stuff. You need, you need I think experience. everybody goes through that. Like, we've had a lot of conversations with, you know, with business owners and people that are really just like boots on the ground, just like bootstrapping the whole thing. And I think a part of it is if you try to just go directly to getting it done, it doesn't always, it's like it takes a lot longer than it's if just, you just get some experience and then just go right at it and like oh yeah. use your knowledge and your learnings to really like build it up because then it usually is more successful in the long run so now when we jump you start like you start this in your home family home business you start building and buying the pro now before we jump this like i know everybody like your coffee i don't think this is again but you be believe in something what do you believe making you know what i can do it what do you be, because like I I like a lot of people like my pizza but i'm not gonna open a pizza store so why <laughs> why like what's the reason it's funny because I didn't really get that like aha moment yeah. until I did my second event. Cause like the first event that I did with my brother, like, Hey, this is, this is make or break it. Like we're going to try this. I brought my like 94 forerunner into a field. We had my kegerator and then like we sold like four cups of like cold brew. Yeah. And I'm like, uh Oh, <laughs> and I'm like, it was raining and I'm like, okay. So I was like, all right, let's, you know, go back to the drawing boards, figure out like how I'm going to do this. And I'm like, all right, let's go to farmer's markets. Mm. And then that's when I sort of had that like aha moment when I had, I kept seeing people over and over again, specifically coming to the farmer's markets just for my coffee. Mm. And I'm mm. like, all right, I, I think I have something here. And then I did a Subaru car show in Stafford Springs, Connecticut, because my buddy RJ, his uh, family business is concessions. Sure. <laughs> so he saw a post on LinkedIn. He's like, hey, I need a coffee guy if you want to do this event. And I'm like, mm -hmm. sure, I'll try it out. We sold $3,300 worth of coffee oh, in like wow. eight wow. hours. And I'm wow. like, 
what the hell? I'm like, <laughs> I, I it was remember, the target audience. You need to find the right audience. And like, this is like my friend Ashley was the one that like helped out with it. And I remember I called my brother and I'm like, Chris, you're never gonna fucking believe like what the hell just happened. <laughs> He's like, what, what, what's wrong? What's wrong? Did you hit someone? And I'm like, dude, we sold thirty three hundred dollars worth of coffee. And he's like, what? <laughs> so I'm like, all right, now I'm going to like really just dump all my money into it, get a good website, get a good brand. And originally we were going to call it like Colonial Cold Brew. And I'm like, that really doesn't resonate with someone in like mm -hmm. Arizona or like Texas. Or like, yeah. And I'm like, yeah. it doesn't. And then I was talking, I remember I was talking to my buddy Max Montiel and like, 1 30 in the morning mm -hmm. and i'm like dude i i know i can do this coffee i know this is gonna work but i'm like i gotta think of a good name and i was like i was like dude sam adams like dude everyone knows sam adams and i'm like mm -hmm. but then i'm like boston beer and i'm like wait a second boston brew is a available i'm like mm -hmm. bye and i'm like I think this could go on like Boston Brew. And then we we sat there for like 15 minutes having like fake conversations. Yeah. Like, yo, I'm gonna go and get some Boston Brew. I'm like, yo, let's go get that Boston. Yo, hit See up Boston Brew. And like, yeah. it just kept rolling off the tongue. And then I made, like, dude, I made this myself on Microsoft Paint. Oh, wow. I oh, went wow. on the whole thing. Like, I, so I you got developed the, the label? Yeah. I went on, I got the license for the Skyline. Yeah. And then I just basically did all this myself. And then I had to learn Illustrator because the label company couldn't read my uh, my JPEG off Microsoft Paint. So I had to teach myself Illustrator. And then I'm like, all right. So then. So it, it, before we jump there, is this before you've moved from the farmer's market or you were in the farmer's market? No. So the labels came during the pandemic. So pandemic. that's another whole story so, on its own. So you were in the farm, uh, farmer's, farmer's market yeah. for a while. Then after that, you bought the name Boston Brew. So I had the name Boston Brew, but then I started trademarking it. So it's I spent a, all the yeah. money on like protecting mm -hmm. myself, making yeah. sure I had the LLCs, making sure I actually would talk to every single health department that I would do Make business sure with. Oh, Everything, because I'm like, dude, I don't want to get arrested. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to. I don't want to have. Mm -hmm. I have something here. I don't want to get shut down so, yes. because I didn't yeah. do it the right way. So then the pandemic, you obviously was a huge shift for you. Oh yeah, it was a while, but. You decide, you know what, let me figure out a different way. So this way you start thinking about the name, the yep. label, the bottle. This way you start thinking about, because I know, I think you said it in, where, where's your product, it is, I know. In like uh, stores, where's your product? So yeah, so that, after the farmer's markets, I wasn't really making a lot of money. Sure. And I'm like, dude, I'm only making like 60 to to $100 a day. I'm like, yeah. I can't build a business like this. So then I'm like, you know what, I'm going to take a whole entire day. I'm going to email all my old customers from Bevy. I'm gonna tell them what I'm doing. Try it. I'm gonna be like, <laughs> hey, yeah. yeah, try it. I'm like, I'm like, hey, I'm making coffee. I want to set up a kegerator in your company, provide mm -hmm. coffee. I'm like, if you want to take some samples, that's great. I sent out, I did an email marketing campaign. I sent out like 200 emails. I got like 40 responses. I booked like three meetings the first day. I had um, breakaway marketing. They like loved it, and then Rios Medicines, Sharon. She was pretty much like the one that like really got my company going. And she like, I had this little mini keg. I went there. I was like, hey, you know, it's so good to see you. Blah, blah, blah. I try it. She tries it. And she goes, wow, this is fucking delicious. Like in the meeting, <laughs> slams it down and goes, we're doing this. And I'm like, okay, holy shit. Like, wow, that just happened. So I, they, were, they were my first customer. And then she's like, 
Then she started guiding me. She's like, you need to go, you need to talk to Third Rock Ventures. You need mm -hmm. to talk to these people. You need to talk yeah. to this biotech, Bluebird Bio. And then it's funny because I go to the receptionist because yeah. there's a Third Rock back company. I was like, get me a meeting with Third Rock. Who's the Third Rock? I'm sorry. I'm, so I'm Third Rock's a huge venture capitalist oh, uh, in Boston and uh, California. They do biotech investments. Yeah, yeah. And I, I straight up told him, like, look, I'm not looking for your money. I just want you to have my coffee. Mm -hmm. And then I had a meeting with them. Same thing. Everyone loved it. They're like, oh, we'll definitely do this. And then I found one of the partners. And I was like, hey, can you take a picture with my kegerator for LinkedIn? And, like, Sarah, like, I took a picture. And then all of a sudden, I put that on LinkedIn. And it got, like, 25,000 views. Wow. Like, 400 likes. All their investment companies were like, oh, we want one. We want one. We want one. So, like. Two weeks later, I had like 12 offices. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. And then I was, you know, I had my forerunner still. <laughs> and I was driving around the city and, you know, kegs in the back, <laughs> just like dropping them off here and there. And then. But you felt something's sticking off. Yeah. And then because and then I didn't spend any money on marketing. Yeah. Everyone would tell their friends. One scientist would leave to another company and be like, well, you got to get Boston Brew. And then. I think the name also is very catchy. Mm -hmm. The name is catchy. Yeah, the, name the name is name. absolutely catchy. It just sounds pretty bad. Because also you want to support Boston. Like if you're a business in Boston, like you feel you want that. Uh, it's and it's like, my city, dude. I'm yeah. like born and raised here. Yeah. And it's like, you know, I went to New York. I, I hated New York, came back in six months. and I'm like, <laughs> That's when you know you're a true Bostonian. <laughs> you're 100% right because it's like I always like never appreciated Boston when I was yeah. like – and then I moved to New York. I'm like, dude, I miss Boston. Yeah. I miss Boston. Then I'm like – it gave me even more power to like, you know, do something better than Dunks because Dunks is trash. And like I, it always empowered me to be able to like put my city behind it that I'm like I want to be known for. You know, Boston be known for good cold brew. Yeah. And people try this. And it's like, so then when all, and every time I would get a new office client, I would just take a picture on LinkedIn. I would put it and be like, hey, welcome, John's Therapeutics to the Boston Brew family. Everyone would like it and I would get more clients. And let me ask, this time, uh, what, your recipe did not change. The recipe has never changed from day one. So if anything, did you I made. That you, brew, that you I roast, roast brew your own? and. Oh, wow. So from where you get the now. beans? So I get the beans, uh, Colombian Supremo beans. Yeah. I ventured into roasting uh, Honduras beans, Ethiopian beans. And I got these Jamaican Blue Mountain beans, which are like the rarest in the world. Mm -hmm. It's like $40 a pound. Oh, wow. And it's like I roasted one up and I like we did a fresh, me and my buddy are there because we're, we're like nerds. We'll like roast mm -hmm. coffee and be like, <laughs> two tastings. <laughs> and I'm like, we made this Jamaican Blue Mountain coffee. And I'm like. It just smelled like melted chocolate. Mm -hmm. I'm like, holy oh, wow. shit, this is amazing. Yeah. Amazing. So that's like my special occasion stuff. And then the roasting didn't really come for like during the pandemic. That's when like when prices started going up, mm -hmm. I'm like, if I want to maintain good prices, I got to drop my costs. Yeah. yeah. Instead of raising my prices, I drop my costs. So you have yeah. to learn uh, roasting. Yep. Uh, one of my Did good you get friends. The machine? I, so I went and I bought a machine. I like, you know, when you're in the coffee game, you know all like the players. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so like I hit up my buddy at Atomic Coffee and I was like, hey, do you know anyone selling a roaster? Mm -hmm. He's like, actually, I'm trying to sell one for my friend. And I, he's like, we negotiate on the price. You know, it was a lot of money. But then I'm like, all right, I have it. I'll buy it. And then a guy that one of my accounts, Olympus, he was the only one 
to nail what beans I use. Mm -hmm. He took it. He drank it. He's like, oh, you're using Colombian Supremo beans? Mm -hmm. I was like, how the fuck did you know that? Mm -hmm. He's like, oh, uh, I'm a master roaster for hobby. So I always remember that. Two years later, I was like, I was like, hey, I'm thinking about buying a roasting, a roaster. I'm like, could you help me out? And he's like, oh, it's funny you say that. I was helping out this company in Gloucester, and they just ended up closing down. Mm -hmm. I would love to get back into it. So then I took a picture of the roaster I just bought, and he goes, holy shit, that's my roaster. Mm -hmm. And I was like, match made in heaven. <laughs> so he knew exactly everything. He, she taught yeah. me everything he knew. And like now I'm roasting some like crazy beans, and it's like, I mean, you can taste the flavor. It's like, mm -hmm. and then I it's still taste rich. like, it's yeah, nice. I still taste every rest, every mm -hmm. keg to make sure it's my. So I feel your journey, you have a lot of help, yes. It feels a lot of people like, I'm not sure if, you know, it's not how. what. There's how, a lot of mental help, but not a lot of physical help. But it looks like you get, you were in the right times, I place in a lot of times. Exactly. It, I because, talk, I talk yeah, a lot. It, so this is what you need to do. This is why I will advise everybody. Ask you build questions. Business, ask ask questions. Be don't be afraid uh, to ask for help. Not, uh, people love helping. Yeah, yeah mm -hmm. absolutely. Right. Yeah, and especially if you reach out to your network and you yeah. have people that like know something that's in yep. the industry. I don't think yeah. it's lucky. I think you are there in the right times, I place, and you're asking the question. Yeah. yeah, it really is not lucky. It's just you there in the right place. So now you start processing your uh, your uh, beans and you start figure out. Now when when you start going for the store, when because you put uh, uh, you put like something where they can machine yep, the yeah. taps, the kegerators in office. So when is it become a button? Well, it's funny. Oh, so this was this was when forced because I've never really wanted to do bottles, yeah. and you know, for the better part of three years, I was growing exponentially, and yeah. then like. Mm -hmm. Within like the biotechs, I broke into like hedge funds and investment funds. Mm -hmm. And then because a bunch of these guys, they saw it, you know, hedge funds love having something that someone else doesn't have. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. And like, so then every hedge fund started getting, and then all these big investment companies, these big private equity companies, they started getting coffee and they became like my biggest accounts. You know, these people would be dropping like two, three, four grand a month, mm -hmm. like not even think about it. Mm -hmm. And the reason they all told everyone is because. My service was next to none. Mm -hmm. If you call me up like, hey, we're out of coffee, I'd be showing up in like 35 minutes to an hour. Mm -hmm. Like, hey, I'm here. They're like, wait, <laughs> already? Like, <laughs> and then they would just, you know, I would be their coffee guy. And if anyone wanted, they would always recommend me. So then the pandemic started or was starting, I should say. And I had like 38 office clients mm -hmm. and I had three employees. And I remember it was, so my birthday is March 10th. Everything happened March 13th. Mm -hmm. I knew something was up because Third Rock emailed me and was like, hey, we're closing our offices indefinitely. Um, you know, this whole thing is not, it wasn't really a pandemic then. Like, we're worried about this. We're closing that. Mm -hmm. so we Everybody know wasn't also expecting it's going to be like, we were expecting it's going to be like a few months. Oh, like yeah. a month or two. Yeah, a month. Yeah, so it wasn't supposed like, to be oh, like, okay. yeah. So then for the next two days, my phone was just, Boom, boom, boom. We're closing, closing, oh, closing, yeah. closing, closing. And I'm like, oh, fuck, what do we do? What mm -hmm. do we do? What do we do? I'm like, I, I just lost my whole fucking business. And I'm like, we were doing really good too. Like I was doing uh, three people were making like 30 grand a month. And I was like, holy shit. And then mm -hmm. all of a sudden it was just zero. And then I was helping these, um, my friend Heather in Georgia, they had a celery juice company. Mm -hmm. And they were using my place for like storage and bottling. And so I had like all these sample bottles in the back. Mm -hmm. And I was like, let's just fill bottles. And then mm -hmm. I went on LinkedIn, my roots. I filled up a bunch of bottles. I took a picture of them. I go, 
hey, everyone working from home, if you need bottles, mm-hmm. shoot me a text, shoot me a DM, 20 bucks delivered for a six pack. Mm-hmm. Yo, my phone started blowing up. And then one of uh, one of my biggest customers now, Link Squares, their sales director was like, or no, CRO, excuse me now. He's going to get pissed if he hears that. <laughs> <laughs> CRO, Steve. <laughs> and he's like, I want to buy them all for my sales team. So then we had, you know, a nice 40-person order. Oh, wow. And then I hired this 18-year-old kid. I was like, here's my Sequoia. Here's 46 packs. Mm-hmm. Go for it. Mm-hmm. Kid crashed my car. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, man. And I'm like, so then we we really learned that this was something that we wanted, uh, that everyone wanted in the area. Mm-hmm. And then we went from doing zero business to pretty much the same amount of business because everyone mm-hmm. was working from home. Yeah. No one knew what the hell was going on mm. with this whole pandemic yeah. thing. Yeah. And that's what basically saved us. And then once we ran out of this, the bottles, I'm like, all right, now we need to actually put some effort into getting a good label. Mm-hmm. And that's when I went on Microsoft Paint because mm-hmm. I, I have a long, I have a hard this time. This is my like, nice label. It's, nice. it's, it's simple. Seamless. I like simplicity, yeah, straight that? to the point. It fits exactly the problem. Like you could hire a company to do uh, like... <laughs> Yeah, and they charged me like good. 20 grand, and then they would yeah, just do a box happen. around my, my name and <laughs> call it a day. The brand. So now, uh, now in journey, it sounds amazing. Now, in whole, the whole time of journey, did you have any mentor? Yes and no. So I had what I always would do whenever I go into these hedge funds and these investment companies, I would just go up right in, right in people's faces. And be, mm-hmm. They'd be like, get my coffee. Like, you like my coffee? You like my coffee? Who are you? What do you do? And then I would start asking them questions. And then one of the CFOs at one of my biotechs, I basically was like, hey, can I like spend an hour with you? I want to just like talk about like the journey you went on and like mm-hmm. funding a biotech to like how I need to like think about my business. Mm-hmm. And he was really integral on like getting my mind right of like you said, don't even think about the money. Don't ask people for money. Ask them for help. Ask them for advice. And the money will just come. Mm-hmm. When you do good job, money is gonna come. Yeah. When you yeah. provide the great service, money is gonna come. So now, what? Now let's say you've been in this five years. Now, if you come look at yourself well today in Zamara, you think you know what we're doing amazing. But I wish if I know this right now when I start the business. One thing, what do you think? <laughs> I you know I wish everybody's I got this. that one item. I wish I learned two things: to say no, yeah, and to. Be a little bit more. I mean, this has all been like reactive. Yeah. We never really mm-hmm. planned anything. We're like, yeah. oh shit, there's a pandemic. Well, what do we do? We fill bottles. Oh, people love our bottles. Now we mm-hmm. got to make a label. Mm-hmm. And then it's just like when everything came back to normal, you know, our offices because a ton of people that were drinking it, they're like, oh, now one of my office. Mm-hmm. So then we la- we started the pandemic with 35 office clients, mm-hmm. and now we have like 95. Oh wow! And it's like crazy. It's like. Mm-hmm. And, like, one of my biggest things, I wish I wasn't as, like, sort of cheap back in the day. I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, let me just buy this van as a Band-Aid van and we'll make mm-hmm. it work. We still got the van. <laughs> now it's, like, used car prices. Like, looks like we got to fix the crappy van. Because, <laughs> yeah. like, you try to buy – and, like, I wish I sort of, like, hedged my bets on that a little bit better and then hired more people back then than now. Because, like, I'm still doing a lot myself. I have, you know, four employees now. I have like a brewer, which I still work with a lot. Uh, Gerald, who's our delivery and field tech. And then like, you know, I work him to death sometimes. It's like, 
you know, I'm out on the field. He's on the field. Like, we don't know what to do. So then we hired his brother-in-law to help out in the brewery. Mm-hmm. And then my buddy, Greg, he does all our marketing. My buddy, Kevin, like I had a deal with him. Like he can put his like cryptocurrency miners in my, like on my fiber optic internet. If he does all my like AR and AP. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so he does that. He gets, he gets his money in his like tokens or whatever he does. Mm-hmm. And then it's sort of just like this one cohesive, like, team of like because we're all friends before mm-hmm. and i'm like guys like i need some help yeah. like and then like greg's been super important in really helping me with like visions and like mm-hmm. what to do mm-hmm. now because like so talking about vision where you see yourself so i where see you you said first and then your business yeah so where i see myself is like i need to be able to step back let the business run itself and get mm-hmm. more big picture Where it's like, I do the big picture and I do like all the small stuff too. I need to be more of a, I hate work, the word like Work boss. in the business. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Because now yeah. you work in the business. Yeah, you want to work on the business, growing exactly. it. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Instead of like, and finding, trusting people to just be able mm-hmm. to do it. Mm-hmm. And it's like, because you know, we have big plans for this. Like we're working on a, like a cold brew martini bottle. Mm-hmm. And like we, we already do... um We do like nitro cold brew martinis at like the rail mm. stop in Brighton and they they go through they it's all pre-mixed in the keg and they just crank it like four sure. or five kegs a week. Oh, wow. So where you see your business in the future? So I really want to go I like to, you know, I want to own Boston. Yeah. And then like because I always want, oh, I want to go here, I want to go there. And then one person, I it was Gerard, who was uh works for a financial services company. Sure. He's he's the one that introduced me to all the hedge funds. And he's like, it's like, dude. There's so much money in Boston. You don't need to think about New York. You don't need to think about Myrtle Beach. You don't need to think about Florida. He's yeah. like, till you're making $2 million a year in Boston, like then you can think about expanding outwards. Yes. Yeah. And that's sort of like, I want to focus on doing like cool marketing. I guess I can get in a billboard, mm-hmm. you know, and just like put in my bottle there just, just mm-hmm. because. Yeah. And then I'm like, all right, I'm going to spend like seven grand just so I can look at my bottle every day I go into the city. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then I'm like, now I got to handle all the business. So a lot of it is planning well and then hiring more people, hiring my buddies full time. Like mm-hmm. that's really a goal for me. Like I can't wait till I can pick up the phone. I can call my buddy Zach and be like, quit your fucking job. Mm-hmm. 100K tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And I know he, because he's like, He's like, he works for like a HR services payroll company. He calls me like every day. He's like, dude, I hate my job. I hate my job. I hate my job. He's like, I just want to like do this with you. And I'm like, dude, well, we got to pay you like 100K. And like, he's got like a full family and like health benefits. So it's like, all right. I'm like, but get ready. Get ready. So just actually, I just remember we had actually a client of us. They are actually a very big company for coffee. Uh, they actually they just came for uh, California. They are from California. They just moved to Boston, opened a few stores. She, what I remember, she told us, she said the coffee business it's like a uh, almost like a drug deal business because it's very competitive. It's very Dude, like uh, like matched like yeah. Is they like <laughs> it's like you buying like she said like it's all competitive people. They willing to do anything to get them handed a good batch or oh, whatever. Yeah. Oh, like the beans and uh, stuff. Beans, yeah, yeah. yeah. Remember what she t- she yeah. said? It's very competitive. She's the CEO of the company. She said it's very competitive. Actually, she's the founder of the company. She said it's very competitive. It's very challenges. So how are you breaking this market? How mm-hmm. because like you know you're not Starbucks. No, day, I'm you know? not Starbucks. Yeah. I'm not Dunks. And the 
the people that drink dunks like dunks they like you know that much sugar that much cream that much coffee yeah. mm-hmm. and it's like it's hard to break through their mindsets so like my i set myself as, uh, away from everyone else as my service mm-hmm. i'm always there i'm always responsive like my phone's probably got like 13 text messages right now and it's just like i'm always i always have open communication with all my customers i don't leave anyone in the dark i tell them where i am what i'm doing when i'm going to be there mm-hmm. who's going to be there and what and if there's a problem I fix it and I fix it fast. Yeah, you see, that's why I eat this was always problem because the yeah. time we're talking about I feed you are yes, you do an amazing coffee, but you own the service business. 100%. I eat, I think really, I think it's a service business more than anything because exactly. anybody can, like, not any like you I know just buy good coffee, uh, relabel it, and do it, but it's the service and the good coffee. Yeah, is a I bonus. think this one really make yeah. you stand different here. Uh, do you want to jump in our question because yeah. I just want to let's jump show. into our rapid questions. All right, so now we're going to do rapid questions. All right, here okay. we go. So just quick fire. Let's go. All right, one word that describes you. Crazy. <laughs> uh, I don't say something. We won't I elaborate say, on I, that I one. Say anything, but you know, right, I mean, I drink like ninety-six ounces of cold brew. I just don't <laughs> sleep. So, what's your favorite food? Ooh. So, uh, my Greg's wife's. Uh, Greg's wife's mother, uh, Alyssa, she makes these lumpias. Mm-hmm. It's Filipino. They are the most to die for. What thing. do they have in them? I've so she does like beef and they're like spring rolls. It's like beef and like yeah. carrot. Oh, yeah. And the way the, the mother makes them. And she, <laughs> she knows I love them so much. Yeah. She'll give them a batch and she'll have a bag for me. Like Will's bag. And they'll like send a picture and I'm just like, <laughs> and we'll just, we'll fry them up and I'll eat like 50 of them. And I'll just oh, that's crush awesome. them. They're the best thing ever. I got to try this. I need some more, Alyssa. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So what's your favorite movie? Ooh. So I'm a big Star Wars nerd. Mm -hmm. And like, I know everyone says like Empire Strike Back's the best, but I'm like more of like a New Hope kind of guy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then like, I don't really like the new stuff, but I would say like a New Hope Mm -hmm. just because it's just like, it opened up my mind to like. Just like the universe, and like mm-hmm. something else might be out there. Mm-hmm. So it's something. It's yeah. something sense. It's definitely hundred oh, percent. We could we could have a whole <laughs> we, other episode. We, on yeah, aliens. exactly. I was just gonna say we could have an entire it's podcast. Like ignor- just it's talking ignorant about to like that. think yeah. that, that we're not alone. That actually might be a good topic next time. <laughs> All right. So if you had to listen to one song for the rest of your life, what would it be? Oh man. Um. I like Rise by. Um, the heck is his name? It's the one that Biggie sampled, like Herb something. Mm-hmm. And it's like when Biggie sampled, and it's just like when those horns come in, it just like it puts mm-hmm. my mind into just like thinking mode. Mm-hmm. And I'll just listen to one on repeat. Mm-hmm. And I'll just like that's what I do a lot. Like I love driving, I love cars. So I'll just go for drives for like hours on end, just mm-hmm. listen to music, doing my thinking. If I think of something, I call. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm a nut. I'll call people like 707. Like, dude, what are you doing? I'm like, I've been up since four. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So um, what do you prefer to your coffee? I think that's a no-brainer. What do I prefer, like, other than my coffee? No, no. Tea or coffee? Tea or coffee. So the question. Oh. That's the question. Coffee. Yeah. So that's, we know uh, it's coffee. All right. That's I, do, I do make a cold brew green that. tea, which is pretty spectacular, but mm-hmm. my coffee. Oh. All right. Amazing. Um, are you more productive day or night? It looks like the whole I just day. don't sleep. <laughs> 24 <laughs> hours. The whole day. Yeah, so like usually what I like to do is like I'll get up at 5 a.m., 4.30 sometime. I'll mm-hmm. wake up. I'll do like – I'll just use that as my – like I'll watch some YouTube videos. Like mm-hmm. I'm a big Cold Fusion fan. Um, 
I'll watch some of his stuff. And then basically I leave my house at like 536, mm-hmm. get to the brewery, get everything ready for the guys. Eight o'clock goes, they're out. I start going through that, mm-hmm. you know, go through all the days of like service. You know, every day is chaos basically. And then once like five, six o'clock rolls around, that's when I start doing my CEO shit mm-hmm. where I'm, you know, planning stuff, I'm buying stuff, I'm trying to like do website edits. Mm-hmm. And then usually like I'll leave the brewery at like nine o'clock at night, mm-hmm. go home, eat. And then I just start working from like 10 to one. Mm-hmm. And then I, I get like four hours of sleep because I have so much fucking caffeine in me. I just don't mm-hmm. sleep. Yeah. And it's like, that's like, <laughs> that's a problem in its own. <laughs> So you're pretty much productive all day. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's only because I'm like, I have so much caffeine. These have like 350 milligrams of caffeine oh, nice. in it. Oh, wow. So it's just like. Yeah, that I was looking for that early on the label. I'm like, how much caffeine does this thing have? too much. <laughs> all right. Um, what do you miss most about being a kid? Dude, no responsibilities, man. I could just go out. I could ride my bike. I could do dirt jumps. I could, you know, my mom wouldn't be calling me. You know, and just go home, eat, play video yeah. games, wake up, do it <laughs> all again, fun, not have to all. worry about paying taxes, not have to worry about paying people. <laughs> but this is an adventure. It's definitely an adventure. It's like, adventure I, I love CEO what I'm doing now, yeah. but like, dude, being a kid is great. Yeah, but you just can't, you can't really, you're limited in what you can do. Yeah. Now I'm like in control of my whole universe. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. control of your yeah. whole life. Okay. Um, all right. So do you have a favorite book? Yeah. Art of War. Mm-hmm. That's that's my like the art of war. Yeah, yeah. Actually, I love this book. I recommend this book for everybody. Everyone, everyone. Know thy enemy. I know all my enemies, and I know what they do. I know how they suck, and I know how I'm going to do it better. Yeah, Mm -hmm. it's very good book. All right, name one person who inspires you. Hmm. My dad. Mm -hmm. He's a big inspiration. Why he? So my dad was always. Even though he's corporate and sort of um, by the rules, he sh- he pushed me. So he's like wicked cheap. I grew. I'm 100 Greek, mm-hmm. and like, dude, my parents were so cheap. Like, dude, my dad didn't. He didn't even think of the internet was. He thought it was a fad. When we were growing up, oh no, internet's a fad. So I'm not gonna buy it. Oh, you want a PlayStation? Go cut lawns. Yeah. So he basically forced me to do little businesses here and there to make all my money. There was never a handout, and. He basically showed me that I can do it. And then he ended up retiring at like 40. Oh, wow. Like he had properties in Chinatown and he ended up selling it. And then boom, he's like, I'm done. I'm Mm going to live life. I'm going to raise you kids. Mm -hmm. And that sort of was always like a goal for me. Like I want to retire by 40. And when I say retire, I mean like start doing cool shit Mm -hmm. and like start like having like really cool businesses, whether I'm investing or like mm-hmm. living in the Cayman Islands. Just stuff Islands. that you want to do. Yeah, I want to be able to like not have to deal with like the day-to-day stuff. I just yeah, want to, absolutely. You know. All right. So what do you think about setting goals? I think setting goals is 100% um, a way to be successful. Mm-hmm. Where Whereas if you're, like I was up in Vermont this weekend with my buddy Mike. He just bought a house in Queechee. And we're like, we had so much to do mm-hmm. and like, I'm helped because he's getting, you know, married in like three weeks and we got to get the house ready for like, you know, got painted. So I was like, he's like, and he's a VP. Mm-hmm. So I, I look for him over a lot of advice too. And he's like, all right, let's set some goals for the day. He's like, you're going to trim back the bush, cut the lawn. He's like, I'm going to build the barn door. Mm-hmm. Then we'll like break for lunch. Then we're going to do drywall. Whoa. And then we're going to build this thing. You're not the only CEO. You're handyman. <laughs> you're oh, yeah. I love, well, I love to, I love building stuff. Yeah. And it's more of just like, 
I like to take a break from this and like, dude, I cut the lawn for like four hours. I felt so great after mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Cause it's like, wow. And me you and him need- are sitting there watching fireworks on the porch and the fireworks <laughs> are like that. I'm like, dude, we kicked ass today. Like you need to take a break mind from this. Yep. You need to take a break. Yeah, just mind. do something physical. Yeah. All right. So the last question in this section is tell us your biggest fear. Dude, my biggest fear is like someone opening this up and seeing there's like mold inside or some shit like that. I'm like, oh my god, it's not gonna happen. Looks like it's a care for your business. But that's like that's the stuff I like have nightmares. Like literally, I'll have a nightmare about that. So if I am you, I would be biggest fear in my coffee if there's not everybody like it, not mold. Like everybody like it more. They think you freaking me without. Don't give any. Don't give them any ideas. It's never happened. But like you know, when you when you make a fresh product, I know. There's always there's always. I think more of the biggest fear is when I hand off my product to someone. They're not going to treat it in the way that it's supposed to be treated. Okay. And then someone's going to try it, and then you think it tastes like shit. Yeah. Yeah. It's like no, because John left it out for three weeks. This makes sense. You see this for me? Yeah. That's more of like my biggest fear. It's like. I, you know, I have such high standards and high quality control for this. Like when I drop it off to someone, it's always going to taste like that. Absolutely. And then if someone doesn't follow, like even just keep it refrigerated, mm-hmm. it's not going to taste like I was on. Um, I do all the movies around here. So I, I had my coffee at the Zendaya movie uh, that was filming here. Mm-hmm. And then like one of the craft services are like, oh, uh, we left the case out like overnight. Is that OK? Mm-hmm. I'm like throw it out. I'll credit it. I'm coming down with fresh ones. Because, mm-hmm. like, imagine Zendaya tries and she's like, oh, this tastes like shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I don't know who's those people. But it's good. <laughs> we accept. For I don't know who it was. Yeah, I'm like, where is it? I'm like walking by and I'm like, oh, that's Zendaya. I'm like, who? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so next we're going to do complete the sentence. So when I started my business, I wish I knew this. People have money to invest. Cool. Leadership for me is about what? Showing my employees that I do it all as well, mm-hmm. that I'm in the trenches, and that I'm not just barking orders. That yeah. you know, I've been through all of this. Yeah, awesome. Uh, this one thing that makes a great team member is what? Trust. Mm, that's a good Amazing. one. That's a good one. Challenges in life or business or what? Necessary. Amazing. Okay. Actually, all the first person answered necessary. Good. Yeah. Um, in five years, my business will be sold. <laughs> <laughs> so we're looking for some sellers out there. Anybody, any takers? Um, the best advice I would give someone is quit your fucking job and do it. <laughs> Get her done. If given the opportunity to do differently, I would do what? YouTube videos. <laughs> 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 so just actually I want to jump in the point where he talk about if one thing quit your job and yeah. just do it I want to highlight this point because actually this uh, this is not for everybody no uh, this why a lot of people they want to do it all, but really they don't have the physicality the mentality the passionate the driven they're not so this is why I'm telling you it's a se- select certain of people they can do this oh, so yeah. Yeah, it's not for everybody because yeah. some people they want to do it from 9 to 5 and it's okay it's absolutely it's nine to but, five i'm already halfway done on my day before nine o'clock hits. yeah so like mm-hmm. this was the whole yeah. but some people they want to so this entrepreneur lifestyle business lifestyle is not for everybody no, it's it hard is. man it's hard you got to devote your time this is like 
You got to believe. You got to believe. Like, I've put so much time into this. Like, it's destroyed relationships. It's very hard to, like, date and have a relationship mm-hmm. when you're building a company because, like, she wants to hang out. And I'm like, no, you can come make kegs with me. And she's like, I don't want to do that. And then, like, we ended up breaking up and, like, the company's still here. She's not. <laughs> and it's just, But it's like, you have to be able to, A, take failure. Take a challenge and actually, like, look at it. How am I going to fix this? How am I going to learn from it? Because, dude, insanity is, like, the same shit happening over and over again. But it's like, dude, shit breaks. And I got to fix it. And, like, you got to learn to fix it. You got to learn what breaks. You got to learn how you're not going to do it anymore. Absolutely. So, now, I think we are on the end. But what I will tell you, I will tell you, I have something very good in the end. Mm-hmm. Uh, from what people we meet, people discuss. Some people like we talk about. They have an amazing star. They have amazing. But I really think you have something amazing. Yeah, especially if you go to sell it. I think one one from those becoming will uh, get from because it's different. It's unique. Uh, so you have something great in the end. Make it up, buddy. Thank you. No, I, I really appreciate that. And that's something I've always sort of like strive for. I want to be that like exclusive cold brew. Like mm-hmm. I don't, I pick and choose my customers. Yeah. And like, I only want to deal with cool people. Mm-hmm. And it's like, that's why I don't do a lot of like media and stuff too. I want to like talk to cool people. Like I didn't start. <laughs> it this, makes a difference. Though, yeah. I didn't start this business and, to yeah. like hate it. I yeah. start this business to love it and love everyone that I do. And like, yeah. dude, people depend on me. Like link squares, my biggest client, mm-hmm. they have like, 250 salespeople. Mm-hmm. It's like, dude, they, and they'll say, it's like, dude, we blasted out our quarter mm-hmm. and it's because your cold brew like powered us. It's going to mm-hmm. keep people going. Yeah. It's like energized. Absolutely. Like I'm now, we feel I have a lot of energy. <laughs> okay. So. <laughs> All right. so if someone is looking to learn more or get in touch, where can they find you? Um, shoot me an email. Will at Boston Brew Company spelled out.com. Go to my website, bostonbrewcompany.com. Find me on LinkedIn, Will Harris. You'll see the picture of me in like a polo shirt. Like I usually only wear this. Um, <laughs> Looking all that's, professional. That's, that's the best thing about being a CEO. I can wear this and no one says anything. <laughs> I understand. Like I have like 50 of these, so I know what I'm wearing every day. Yeah. And then like Instagram, you DM me on Instagram. It goes right to me or Rachel. Rachel's yeah. my like social media person. And she'll always just be like, she makes some jokes. It's hilarious. <laughs> Amazing. So, yeah. Amazing. Great. Okay. Uh, we're done? I think we're done. Thank you Sweet. so much. Thank you. It was, it was a pleasure. Amazing. This was fun. Thank you for listening to Founder Thought. You can find more episodes wherever you listen to podcasts or on the web at founderthought.com. Founder Thought is a production of Pepper Gang. <laughs>